Match day live extra from the city ground where Wolves came from behind to earn themselves a point. Behind to Brennan Johnson's goal in the 38th minute of the game. A clipped pass to the right inside the penalty area. Jose Sarr started to come, then backtracked and Brennan Johnson fired the ball between his legs and into the back of the net to give Forrest what was pretty much a deserved first half lead. Wolves had got into some good areas but never really tested Kaylor Navas. The best of them really ended up coming off uh, near Carte. He's the cross from the left-hand side, the Forest defender heading the ball off his own crossbar. Wolves made changes at half-time. On came Pablo Sarabia and Daniel Perent, Jean Martinho and Mario Lamina, the two players to go off after Wolves had started with a 4-2-3-1 formation. Mateus Nunez reverted from a left winger into centre midfield, but Wolves had all the possession in the second half, but they weren't really going anywhere with it. They huffed and puffed, but the passing was going from sideways and backwards. They had 76% of the ball in the second half, but eventually scored with their only shot on target in the entire game. Pedro Neto off the bench. He was laid, had the ball laid to him by Diego Costa. His shot deflected into the path of Daniel Pedence, who cut back in on his right foot and smashed the ball home. Seven minutes from time, Wolves got themselves a point that I think many people, Andy Thompson, would have settled for pre-kickoff. But given what we witnessed over the 90 minutes in terms of the possession domination, in fact, let me just read you the stats before you give us your view on the game. Overall, Wolves had 72% of possession to 28% for Forrest. And yet Forrest had 17 shots in the game, seven on target. Wolves had eight shots in the game one on target there were four blocked three off target forest had four corners to wolves three uh, they had a couple more counter attacks and i mean wolves as you would imagine were much more successful with their passing 85 percent of their passes were successful compared to just 68 percent for forest but i know you're going to say if they're all kind of inside and backwards then then that's easy enough to go for the numbers. Um, in terms of crosses, uh, Wolves 7 of 22 were successful, 3 of 14 for Forest and Dribbles, 9 of 15 successful compared to 10 for 21 for Forest. So that's the tail of the tape. What did it feel like to you? <laughs> well, we, we just said about this. Probably tranquilizes ourselves when we're watching that. But look, so, okay, they can have all this possession. And I think Forrest let them have the possession where they were, especially being in one of one up and in front at the time. But Wolves have just got to take the game, but take, take some risks at some times. Because if you're in the middle third or the top third, you're allowed to take some kind of gamble and, uh, and take a risk. That's where you can take a risk in that top third. But we don't. We we There was times today where I'm watching it and they're still in that top third. We ended up coming back to our centre-halves and we've got to do better. I'm sure that you're looking at the possession. Okay, great to have the possession, but I bet you all the areas that we had possession was in our back third. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you that in a second. I'm just looking up. Um, and listen, I don't, I don't necessarily like XG as a, a stat. It's kind of a new thing that's come into the game, but it, it can give you a. Things sense. have got to move on, Michael. Well, Things yeah, <laughs> it, it, it can give you a sense of a, of a little bit of the story, can't it? In terms of you know, Wolves had plenty of the ball, but they clearly didn't go anywhere. So 0.47 as an XG, just to give you a, an, an idea as to how low that is. Um, against Leeds, Wolves were 2.78. 0 0.47, 0 
is the second worst expected goals that Wolves have produced all season. The other, the worst, was the home game against Manchester City, where we played with ten men for the majority. Well, of I'm going to say it's, it's deservedly. Is, is a but, but is that not a, quite a damning statistic? It's awful because at the end of the day, so. Only, had, only once this season have we been less likely to score, and that was with 10 players against the Manchester City, well, I'll tell the you champions. What, if I, I, we were watching the game. I know we commentated on We were watching the game, and we never looked like scoring. We never looked like... there was, there was was We hit a couple of few, few decent crosses into the box. But the problem that we've got is that nobody's on the move, nobody's on the front foot, nobody's having a risk, nobody's trying to get across a defender. There was one in the first half where Samadas hit a great ball across. And I criticised him earlier on than that, where he put it into the goalkeeper's arms. But he's hit a great ball across. And we've got Matthias, what just watching. And then he's and then he oh he's, oh, he's coming across now. If he if he'd have been on his front foot or he'd been and took a risk, he could have gone in front of the defender, simple tap in for himself. But we just don't. We just don't. We wait we wait for things to happen before we actually do things. And that's the problem. We we, we need to be more proactive in a, in a way that we play, making things, um, gambling. So look, you look at all the top strikers, what they do. They're on the move, they're, they're going into places straight away. That's why they score goals. That's why they, uh, they are worth a fortune. That's the reason why they score loads of goals is because they're willing to make a gamble. Now, if I'm a player playing out wide, and, I'm, and, and, we, did, and, we, do, and we do it all the time, we never put the ball in there because we think, well, waste of time taking the Nobody's going to move or nobody's going to get on the end of it. And it frustrates it, us, fans. It must frustrate the, the hell out of players as well, watching that. They're, what's the point of me putting the ball in there? Because yeah. nobody's going to get on the end of it. Um, I'm going to show you something on my computer. Um, I haven't got the, the action areas for you, but in terms of momentum, um, it was generally kind of Wolves of us having the ball. Um, I'm just showing Tomo on my screen here, players' average positions, and I want your reaction to this. So that's the, I'm just showing at the moment, Tomo, the Nottingham Forest average players' positions. So four players over the halfway line. You can see Morgan Gibbs-White in the middle, uh, Brennan Johnson, Emmanuel Dennis, the most advanced. Danilo, one of the midfielders, pretty much level yeah. with Morgan Gibbs-White across the course of the game. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's where Nottingham Forest average positions were. That's Wolves. <laughs> Adama Traore is the only one in an advanced position as such so if you if people at home can imagine that the opposition's half is split into four bands Adama Traore just into the second band from over the halfway line Mateus Cunha on the edge of the centre circle and all the rest of the players are in that yeah. half the substitutes but this is the important point that why I'm pointing this out to you when I change it to substitutions Sarabia and Costa suddenly a lot further forwards. So was Daniel Pudence. Look at the position of Hugo Bueno yep. up on the left-hand side. Now, I know that's late in a game but where Wolves had a lot of the ball, but there, there's a big difference there. It shows you. It shows you the difference. So, look, again, we're going to hear, and I'm going to say, you saw it as well, I mean, before I even said it, there was, Samedo was on the ball in here. Somebody's made a run forward, and he was on. He could have played it. And also as well, if he puts it in there, at least then we're starting to get up the field. We c he can back it up. He put his hand out and said, hang on a minute. We're all right. We're staying here. We won nil down at the time. We're all right. And, and he got the ball, checked back, and passed it back to our, I think it was our goalkeeper. 
Now, if we're playing like that, we're never going to get anything out of a game. If you've got a player, somebody's made a run, which sometimes we don't do very well at times. He's made a run, and he was on to play it. He's got time on the ball, and you've got a player who's gone the ball, who's putting his hand going, hang on a minute, stop there. I'm not playing it. I'm going back. We're one nil down. We're one nil down, and he's doing that to his player. But that, and again, I'm not just having to go at him because it happens all over the pitch. Mm. And this is what I'm. This is what the problem is. There's not. There's nothing you're going to get out of a game unless you are positive. If you look forward, and, I, and so when I was a player, I was told my first look should be, can I look forward? If there's nothing on, okay, then can I look inside or square? If that's not on, then back. We get the ball, and I've said this before on air. We get the ball, our first touch is backwards, our next ball is either going backwards or inside square, where then it goes backwards. So it logs an extra pass. And that, that, that is a problem for me. I think that we should be looking forward all the time. If it's not on, by all means, keep possession of the ball, but it doesn't look like our first reaction or our first look is going forward, and and, and it's disappointment because you're never going to get anything at the game. You watch, you would look at Forest today. They got the ball first thing forward, forward, forward. Where's Gibbs White? Where's Gibbs, Where's Johnson? Mm. Straight away, giving the ball caused us mayhem and problems, especially the first half. I thought when Bueno come on and Totti did it a little bit better in the second half, I kept him pretty quiet. But first half, I thought we never got hold of him at all. He's saying he's got got his goal as well. But we've got to we've got to start to be more adventurous and positive going forward for me. Because uh, the end of the day, the only t- way you're going to w- beat teams is being positive and by being creative in that top third. And at the minute, what I'm, what we saw for eighty odd minutes wasn't great from Wolves today. Um, so it tells a hell of a story that uh, Maximilian Kilman had the most touches out of any player on either side. Uh, he also had the, the best pass success rate, uh, made more attempted passes than anybody Doesn't else. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't uh, surprise me. Ruben Neves, uh, second on that list. And, and he's our ball player. And he's our yeah. ball player. Um, Craig Dawson, uh, third on the list um, in terms of uh, accurate passes. That he made, um, Totti tempted more than him, and of course he was on the pitch. But doesn't for that doesn't that tell you a story though? Your two centre halves are in the top three of ball playing. Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, I tell you, again, I, I don't want to go too much down stats, but you know, I, I you know, I love stats. Yeah, anyway. You love a stat, I, I, know, I know. But it, it, it's the element of Mario Lamina played 45 minutes, and he had more successful passes, and he attempted more passes than Morgan Gibbs White did for Forest. So, you know, Wolves had an awful lot of the ball today. And again, I guess it's that it's that overriding question that a lot of people will ask. And, you know, Rocking Chair Davis just messaged in, attack, 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 which means going forwards and having strikers on the pitch. Uh, says we have to start with the number nine and couldn't to have any chance of staying up. Huffing and puffing against Forrest is not good enough. We seem to lack belief. Where are we going to find that? Um, another one says no shots on goal, no nevers. We will need this team to reinvent itself to stay in this league, can they? Um you know, Richard Holmes says we lacked fight and purpose against Leeds and chose a negative team today, and that team lacked fight and purpose too. Well, you look at it now as well. We've got Chelsea and Brentford the next two games. No nevers. Yeah, we've picked up lo- another yellow card. He's got two two games, and we've 
he's a massive, massive loss. He's got, that's going to be missed. And for other players are going to stand. Look, we've spoken about the squad before. There's other players got to stand up now. Got to be counted. Got to take his opportunity in there. Big, big boots to fill. But he's got. They've got to get on with it. They've got to get on with it. These things happen in a in a season. But he's going to be a big loss in the next couple of games. Uh, how do how do they? I mean, Mario Lamina can play that role. Yeah, absolutely look, perfectly. Look at, yeah. Argu- arguably, is is wanting to play in yeah. that role and have that yeah. responsibility. Um, I, I guess the question is, and it, it goes back to the starting selection. So again, without dwelling on the on the average positions, what I will say to you is that Jean Martinez's average position is almost identical to Ruben Neves's for the entire game. Now I know he only played forty five minutes, but he was supposed to. We were told he was playing as number ten. Yeah. Now, they might have tweaked that during the game because Wolves were under a bit of pressure at times. But clearly, Giammatino doesn't want to play as a 10. We've seen it a couple of times now. It's not his natural well, if position. You, well, if you asked him in his career how many times you played as a number 10, he'd, he'd probably younger, limited. Younger he did. Oh, possibly, yeah. yeah. yeah possibly. When he was a lot younger. So, if you've now not got Neves, where do you go in terms of... And this is probably a wider thing in terms of the selection of the team now, moving forwards, because we've seen them try a couple of different things, and we've seen them continually have to make changes at half-time. So I know this is a tough question to answer at the back of this, but what is your 11 moving forward? My 11 moving forward? Um, well, starting goal, uh, Samedo, uh Kilman, Dawson, Bueno, left-back. Um, then... Um, this is without no Neves. You're talking about or with well, Neves? Well, well, I mean, include Neves for okay. the thing, but I'll for the next for the next game especially, and oh. then we'll take it as read that Neves comes back in. At some yeah, point. yeah. So, so yeah. So Neves in there. So like, I'd play Lamina in the centre. I'd play Mateus um, and Cunha. I would play as well, uh, and then I would go um, Traore, Jimenez. I would play uh, and Sarabia out on the left hand side as well. That's that. That's what I would do. I, I think Sarabia. Okay, I don't give him the benefits of the doubt. He's new to the club. He's new to coming in, and it's, it takes time. Looked a little bit better today because I think he's been. Uh, well, he hasn't been great at performing. I think Matias has been poor as well. I know Pedenza scored, but I don't know what Pedenza does for me a little bit as well. I know. I know he's got quality in front of goal, which. Great finish. Yeah, it, it sounds crazy to to have that discussion, yeah. but I, I agree with you. I it's, think it's a, it's a great finish, but like I, I don't think he offers anything to the the team. I think he's he's too he's more bothered about having a fight with some of the players, <laughs> which I, I like. I like that fire of what he's got, but I think that you're kind of carrying him a little bit for me, um, especially. But I, I'd play Jimenez. I thought Costa did well when he came on, yeah. but I think Jimenez has just got a little bit more legs than Costa. And gives you that little bit more, uh, well, ball over the top, and possibly that understanding still what Troy Ori might have with him. Um, without putting words in your mouth, because uh, a lot of people have messaged in on this point, is what you're talking about just balance? That we saw at half time, Sarabia and Pedence kind of came on. They both kind of wanted to play in the same type of areas. You kind of, if you're going to play one. You kind of need a, a Neto or a yeah. Traore to be on the other, don't you? Yeah, I, I just think. Well, I said to you when he when he when they brought Traore off, I was I was surprised because he was our one player that drove us forward up the pitch. He was the one thing that threatened them. 
They were comfortable with everything else. They were comfortable with everything that Wolves kind of threw at them. But apart from him, he was the one that, that they had to manage a lot better. Than a lot. They had three players around him all the time when he gets the ball. But if they're doing that, there's got to be other areas that we can play in. Mm. And, th and, th and, th and that's what he brings to the team. He brings to the team pace which everybody is terrified of. Okay, okay. sometimes his quality lets him down, but what he has got is pace of running and driving your team and dragging your team up the pitch. And that's what he gives you. So I was surprised that he, he come off. But for me, I, I'd play him because everybody will, will still fears him and what he's got because he say it's an attribute that everybody longs for, blistering pace, and he's got that and more with him as well. So for me... He'd be the one player that I played. Maybe Sarabi right on the other side. Maybe I thought he did all right when he came on today. So look, I've, I've been disappointed since he came. As I said, I've been disappointed with Mateus with all the credentials that he's got as well. Because we know he can do it because we've seen him play and we've seen glimpses of it. But he's got to be more consistent when he's doing it for me. Because I say you can see that there's a top quality player there, and I that's what I want to see from Mateus. I want him to get more involved. Don't take so many. He, he, he takes a little bit too many risks for me in certain areas where he doesn't need to, because say there's nothing better than watching him drive through that middle of midfield and get onto the ball, and that's what I want. Sarabia and him, um, Traore would be a big thing with with say Lamina who's in there as well, who's a good player. Three points above the bottom three. I mean, Wolves look at if they look at the table, they're in thirteenth, but that's. Probably more comfort than you would gain from being three points above the drop. Obviously well, well, look, when when that World Cup break come, everybody was that that that's just down. So it shows you how much they've done since then to get themselves off the bottom of the league, which was horrible to have it have it lasting for a month with the with the World Cup on. But they've done well to get themselves into it. Now I'm hoping that they're not going to squander everything and throw everything away by not competing and being aggressive in their play. And that's what I want to see. I want to see our team be aggressive in their play. And I don't mean about tackling as much, mm. but be aggress aggressive where they take games to the, other, the opposition, where they have a go against the opposition. Because at the minute, and Forrest struggling, Forrest is down there for a reason. They, they were comfortable today. They were comfortable for, until that, until we got that goal. And that and that's the frightening bit about it is that competitive edge that we need and that fight that we need to get ourselves out of this trouble. Palace um, got themselves a win. Roy Hodgson, a yeah. uh, bit of fortune maybe about it. We haven't seen it, but scoring late and was it ninety fourth minute about, or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, obviously, to beat Leicester, who are in big trouble now, into the bottom three. Um, West Ham have plenty of games to try and catch up, but, I think but they've got to win them. Is that like, as Man City manager said. I'd rather have the points than be where I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You say you've got points because each time you don't get a victory, who West Ham got? Man United. Is it Ma this weekend? Yeah, yeah. I'll check for you. So look, but Man United. Well, they're they're no, they're they got, there's a Southampton. Sorry. Southampton tomorrow. So got is that Newcastle on Wednesday, then West Ham go to Fulham next weekend. See, the, all the all these all these teams have got to play some of the big boys as well, and like, and it. Nerves comes into it. I don't care what people say. Nerves come into it because they're looking over the shoulder at the r the results and the fixtures what are coming up. 
thinking we've got to win that, we've got to get someone out of that one. And all of a sudden, uh, there's a lot of teams still in the mix, with us being one of them. Um, but you just got to have a belief. But what you have got to have, you've got to have some fire in your belly to fight it. Because if one thing, you don't let a team, don't matter who they are, and I'm talking about the teams at the top, and you've got to have something about you. Yeah. And today, I didn't really see that. You saw Forrest fighting for everything today. Well, I'm just looking at some of the fixtures to come. I mean, I say there was a lot of teams playing against each other who were involved down the bottom. I mean, if you look at Leicester, they've got Villa on Tuesday at home, Bournemouth at home next Massive Saturday, game against us. Man City away. Then Wolves have got to go there. Um, which will be my 500th first team game, by oh, the way. Oh, congratulations! Uh, thanks mate. very much. Yeah, so it's a bit of a milestone. There you go. Um, catching you up in the uh, appearance dates. <laughs> um, yeah, if we start adding all your commentary games on top of the ones you played in, <laughs> blimey! Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say any good ones that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, you kept them all on one hand. And then they're at Leeds um, at, at the end of the month as well. Um, let's just have a, a quick look at Everton's fixtures to come. They have. Spurs on Monday, Man United away next weekend, Fulham at home, Palace away, Newcastle at home. So, look, there are an awful lot of teams involved in it. We could go through all of the, the eight teams or so involved in it. From a Wolves perspective, though, um, if they can just keep picking up points here and there. They've got to win the home games. It's as simple as that. They've got to win the home, they've got to win the home games. The, the game against Leeds was a massive blow to us. It, it was a massive blow. If you think that we beat Leeds, come here today, get a point, you would have took it. But it was, the, it was the way that we lost the game against Leeds. Leeds, again, like Forrest today, had a fire in the belly. They were chasing everything and making it difficult. And like things happen for you. Yeah. The, goal, the goals come from somebody just being persistent and going for things and the ball just ricocheted to them went to them and it just broke lucky where he was able to flick it over there and and I just think that if you battle and go for everything things go your way or you make things go your way and you have the little rub of the green sometimes but if you stand off and just watch it you can get caught out and, and the goal come from that today and I think the goals against Leeds Leeds had four attempts mm -hmm. four goals because they tried to make things happen the second one off the corner was crazy. Free header at the back post off a corner. Nobody even near him, and he didn't even head it that well either. So, but you've got to, you've got to make things happen yourself, and and that's what Wolves have got to do this season. They've got to make things happen. They've got to take things to to the opposition uh, and make it as difficult as possible. Thank you for your company. It's been a pleasure, as ever. With the two-week break. Yeah. I wonder, uh, I wonder what he's going to be like, mate. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so makes, makes me ill following this team. <laughs> I'll send you on the tablets anyway, mate. So. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, um, listen, know what everybody knows. It is never easy to follow this team. Look, <laughs> I've been a Wolves fan most of my life so watching this one thing or another and the ups and downs of what's going on but you want to see this team do well and the only way they're going to do it is put up a massive fight and a massive battle to stay in this league because we are a good team we are a good squad but we've got to prove it it's a good way to finish see you soon folks